Oh, you okay? I'm gonna go grab some some fresh water here, if that's okay. Oh, get some fresh water. That's all right. This is the this is the bonus episode, so go get your water. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'll hop I'll hop in here for a bit for the for the bonus, and then I gotta get my stuff situated for my uh, my sponsored show um, at one of my uh, one of my sponsors from one to two. So get things all situated here. Talk about that uh that sushi fiasco for yes you. yeah i wanted to ask about the sushi thing the all you can eat that was the first question i was going to bring up so you got to dive into that i'll talk about that one i want to kind of want to leave in for the for the bonus for you guys yeah uh, uh we might wait for him to come back but um but yeah that's kind of how we do it on this podcast everyone's getting to hear the after stuff and i think that's a that's kind of a cool feature of the bonus episode is you know we we, we chat before the podcast and um we sometimes end up with such we've had so many awesome guests over the years over the over the year and a half that we've been on and some of the conversations we have after the podcast have just been awesome and you know when i decided i was going to kill the sunday morning coffee series um i'm like just that after uh podcast chat that we have sometimes some of the most interesting stories come out of that so yeah the sushi thing 100 percent interested i want to hear that (laughs) Yeah. yeah Because I, I always thought, Jared, I was the fat ass. So if somebody else has eaten that much sushi, it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Hey, it's it's fish. It's healthy, okay? Fish is healthy. Oh, I love a good – like when you mentioned hibachi and the sushi, like there's a place called Kobe in Ogden. Maybe it's oh. in South Weber. I don't know. But it's it's awesome. Uh, I destroyed that thing as often as I could. COVID kind of killed a lot. So when I moved back, I couldn't – eat at Kobe and that was like my favorite place to eat there next to like Weller's Bistro which actually was you know fun to eat at there um when I lived in the late Nogden area but yeah let's hear about the sushi thing because I'm really curious on on how much sushi you destroyed yeah so for for the sushi thing um it was me and my one of my college buddies Anthony uh, he lived in Vegas I was there for uh for a thing going on and uh he took me to one of his sushi spots and it was like 25 bucks um, I, at that time, all you can eat oh, man. Uh, sushi. So, I mean, and it was good sushi. When I say good sushi, I mean, it's probably one of the best I've ever had. Um, but it's Vegas. It, it's Vegas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, for the price wise, we went at a good time. It was like twenty five ninety nine. Um, it was like right before their dinner hour hit. So we got it right before uh, it jumped up to like 30 something dollars. But um my friend Anthony's actually uh, he he was a, he was a bodybuilder so he did like the Mister uh, Mister Universe kind of things or strongman competitions like he's a he's an absolute brick house into every sense of the word like he's a huge guy, um, but him and I combined ate probably um, about five hundred dollars worth of sushi combined like I think wow. I did about three hundred and like fifty myself. <laughs> And at the at the end, when we finally said we were done, like the the waiter uh, looked at us and he's like, you you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're finally done. And we're like, he yeah, had a we're bet done. going. He had a <laughs> bet. But the the head, this head sushi chef came out afterwards, like when we said we were finally done, came out to like to our table and like shook our hands and said, you guys are awesome. <laughs> so, so Jerry, and we also got free dessert after that too. 
How and did then, you eat it? <laughs> yeah, and then you woke up three days later in a ditch somewhere. You know. Oh yeah, I uh, called called the wife. Yeah, we 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 messed up. <laughs> we we lost we lost Doug. Twenty five dollars for all you can eat. That's the thing is Las Vegas for people that don't know. It's something I didn't know until I ended up living in Utah. Uh, Las Vegas's food standards are impeccable they have such a high standard of how they inspect restaurants there and how they post things and you can't afford to screw up in vegas or you'll be out of business and so you get really high quality the best in my opinion some of the best food you're going to get in the entire country because of the standards that are required in the kitchens i i love the food in vegas and 25 dollars for all you can eat if i spent 25 dollars on sushi here in copenhagen uh that's giving me like i think it's called the mini lover special so that's a thing. Right. So, so Chris, I did not know that I'm actually going to Vegas uh, pretty soon in February here. Oh, so, oh man, I, I'm so, Yeah, well, I got to get the day. You guys want to go? I would love to go to Vegas. Actually, right, it's, uh, our uh, the Bruins uh, pre-draft camp is actually in Vegas, and it's June 10th through the 12th. There so you go, I, Ben. I may or may not be in Vegas at that time. So, so, but that, you know, your story, Jared, really reminds me when I was in college, which I think I, I was based on what I'm hearing probably a little bit before you were there. Cause I think Chris and I are probably like grandpas compared to you, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I used to get in my, my friends, uh, old Mazda and, you know, we've, we've mentioned like, I'm, I'm a pretty tall guy. Hang on, does, does it have the pop-up lights or is it the, the regular lights? Cause then I can, oh, no. I can tell you if you're older or not. This this uh it didn't have pop up lights but it was like barely holding together and it was like me at like 250 at that time he the guy who owned the car was like 230 our other friend was a football player and he was well over 220 and then another guy who was like probably like 260. Oh, you were pushing the limits of that poor thing. But that's the thing is like we would get in this car and it would just creak and like it was like mad like it had like sounds it made that were just. Like, Go to the, the closest Chinese buffet, walk out, like the car would go up like six inches from all the weight we were putting on the shocks. <laughs> and then we would go in the restaurant and just like every wait staff and owner would just look at us like, all right, call the kids. We're not going to be home on time. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, eventually they would just give us like the to go case and just be like, please just take a to go case and leave. You're scaring the other customers. <laughs> You're scaring the other <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh my god all this talk of food man i know yeah always, i'm uh i'm, get I'm getting i'm starting to get hungry here well there there's days too for me which it sucks because just because uh, i wear multiple hats with the bruins uh for game days so not only am i the play-by-play guy obviously i set up uh i get things situated for game nights um kind of get things taken care of on that aspect get our jumbotron ready get our uh our rotator situated that plays um, get kind of things all taken care of our um, game notes, game timing sheets, um, you name it. I do it, uh, get things kind of situated on there. And there, there are days that I forget to eat, especially when I'm here at the rink from 9 a.m. to about one, two in the morning on some nights taking Oof. care of it. So food is always a welcome conversation. That's what we talk about a lot, honestly, on our, we we had a whole breakfast episode in December with the uh, commissioner of the EOJHL, Mark Frosch. That was good. That was a good Speaking episode. Of breakfast. There's actually uh, here in Austin. There's a uh, a little diner. It has like an old 50s vibe to it. Like they have 50s memorabilia, like straight out of Greece. Um, nice. 
fantastic food. It's called Kenny's Oak Grill. Uh, it's one of the favorites of the team. Like all the guys love going there. Like the owner and the, everyone there loves the guys. Um, like they, they take care of the kids. Uh, I say kids uh, just because they're younger than me, but uh, the young men, they love when their family come in. Uh, like they, they take care of them and they probably have the best biscuits and gravy that you can get. And when I say biscuits and gravy, I mean like, like a pound of uh, gravy with a baseball or softball sized biscuit. That sounds like something you'd really enjoy there, Florida man. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, saying that they're the best you can get, I was going to say, that was fine words, but then I was like, hey. <laughs> really, honestly, you know, there is such a thing as perfection, right? And I think there's like a upper limit of gravy, and once you hit it, it doesn't really matter where it's from. It's just amazing. Speaking of gravy, there's actually a, uh, there's a diner best, in, in best Minot. Best transition I've ever heard. Speaking of gravy, <laughs> Speaking I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I'm excited. You, you had my attention. Now you have my curiosity. But now uh, I hear about this Minot Diner. There's a diner in Minot, like it's literally attached to a truck stop. Um, every time we're up in Minot, we go there. Uh, the coaches, myself, um, as well as a couple of like the Minot coaching staff, uh, Jake Howie, um, he comes with us. It, it they have like a breakfast skillet that's just like the whole plate is gravy. Like you can't see the plate; it's just gravy, <laughs> and it is the best thing ever. Um, the worst thing to have the next morning though, cause your heartburn is out of control, but that night when you're eating it, absolutely the best thing ever that morning, depending on when you're eating, cause they do breakfast 24 seven, probably the best thing to have in the morning. How if old you're is this for, diner? Um, uh, I don't know how old it is. It's uh, every time we're up there, we always go to it just because it's kind of become a staple, but it's a great place. Like it's, it's at a truck, a truck stop right by off the highway. It, it's amazing. I love it. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm dating myself from when I lived in Minot was <clears throat> at this point, I left Minot. <laughs> God, I'm old. I left Minot 20 years ago next month. Um, so I haven't been to Minot. Well, I, I went to Minot after that for a friend's wedding. Um, but, uh, yeah, they had friendlies, which was way out of business at that point uh, in Buffalo from growing yeah. up there. But they had a friendlies, and I'm like, oh my, I haven't seen a friendlies in ten years. So I was always at friendlies, and no, no, not friendlies, the ground round, the ground. Oh, round the ground round. Was. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh ground, no, ground round. Yeah, they yeah, used to have they, one. They used to have one over here in um uh, in in Rochester. Then they closed it. Uh, it's I been love the ground round. Three Did they have years? the ice cream in the baseball cups? Yes. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, they closed it, and then uh, the restaurant that took over where it, uh, where it was is a uh, a Mexican cantina uh, called uh, Los Arcos, and they have uh, burritos the size of my forearm. Like, it's huge. <laughs> Ben's like, I'm coming out there. <laughs> Dude, there was a time where I could eat two Chipotle burritos back-to-back, so... Uh, I, what is the deal with everyone loving Chipotle? I don't like... I'm not I, a Chipotle not guy Thank all. you. Finally, I found someone else that doesn't like... My wife's like... But oh, then again, um, our owner also owns a couple of Qdobas in the area, so... Oh, I do like Qdoba. I also... But I love Qdoba anyway, but it also kind of helps out that our owner also owns a couple of uh, Qdobas, especially the one here in Austin, so I spend a lot of time at Qdoba. 
But uh, on like defending Chipotle, like I gotta say, there was a period where it was amazing. Like like I remember being in high school, which was like you say, Chris, well over twenty years ago, and Chipotle was kind of new, and it was just like really really good. And I just think as it like blew up, kind of like Subway, like the quality of the food kind of sorry chipotle i just feel like you're not as good as you used to be yeah the chipotle in arlington I, yeah say, lost chipotle me. used to be really good and then like they're i don't know what happened the quality standards just dumped like it not was the same horrible after the whole like uh e coli thing that happened like it yeah. they never bounced back i kind of feel like well but, yeah like, and that's for me i've never i've just never ever been into it and so many people like chipotle and in fact uh speaking of the mustangs because um the mustangs in austin definitely have connections here because the um, kenny orlando the head coach of the ogden mustangs yeah, was kenny, the assistant coach kenny's yeah. a good guy yeah he was yeah. uh he, he coached here for for a year i never i never got to personally meet kenny but uh tj shalott and kenny were good guys uh good friends and uh, from all the stories I heard, uh, Kenny's a cool guy to to go out and talk to and like spend time with. He's one, he's sneaky quiet is the best way they kind of explained it. Like he's a fun guy uh, when you get to know him, and he, he's okay. he's a he's a kind of a jokester from what I was told. Yeah, I I've never well me and him have chatted a couple times because I cover the Mustang so often, and we're trying to get him on next week's episode. Yep. Um, and we just got to work around uh, the the schedule because the Mustangs are coming back. Um, I think they're they're playing again on the 14th. I'm gonna try to get them uh, the following weekend. We'll, we'll see if we can arrange it with them. We'll, we'll be jumping on with Kenny. But the reason I bring that up is we're talking about Chipotle, and I think the assistant coach Nick, Nick Dreyer. Uh, I think that's like his go-to. I think Ben was it. We had Jack Jones on the episode, and wasn't it Jack Jones that exposed the Chipotle thing for Nick? Like he'd get it every single time before he jumps on the bus. But when they're traveling, he'll always like run. Oh, out yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> when you said expose the trip, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a controversy. I'm like, oh, no, you're just talking about it. <laughs> Wait a minute. He did what? He he released the uh, the, the secret herbs and spices. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait no. a minute. Chipotle gate. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Breaking oh, news man. on uh, the pigeonhole hockey broadcast. Uh, Chipotle gate. <laughs> Well, you know, that said, we have had some pretty amazing influence on the real world, Jared. I don't know if you realize we were the ones that helped uh, Mrs. Holpe get her turtles into Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was it was funny because what happened is we were a pretty new podcast and it was just after he signed on with Vancouver. Yeah, I I remember this whole fiasco. They're like, yeah, you could come. You could come. But your 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 turtles can't. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and really, I just saw her put out a tweet like, hey, if anybody, this is what's happening. So I, I couldn't DM her because you can't DM people yeah, on they don't, Twitter. If, if they yeah. don't follow you or if they don't have a, um, if they don't follow you, you can't send them messages. Yep, kind of that whole thing. Yeah, and I, I kind of had connections in, in that realm. So I'm like, well, maybe I can help. So I'm like, okay, well, I just have to add her on Twitter. And she responded and explained the situation, and it blew up. Her response to us blew up and that's what launched the whole situation and i'm like well i got people lined up but there were people that had way stronger connections the second i as the thing unfolded over the next several hours i'm like there you go that there it is and but the the constant like likes and updates it's one of the things i think that situation also kind of helped us semi blow up at the time too um we we gained a lot of traction after that too and i was just like i was just 
trying to help the turtles, you know. I and I still disappointed he never put him on the mask. <laughs> Save the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like turtles. I, I like, like turtles. <laughs> hey Chris, can we ask you a couple questions? How do you feel about today? I, I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. So yeah, I'm walking in here well, dressed well, Chris, like a what zombie. What about the reports that dressed you're exposing? Just like, like a zombie kid. What are you I dressed like up turtles. as today? How are you enjoying the festival? I like turtles. Turtles. That, that is my thing. I say it to my wife all the time because she's a smart one in the relationship. Because you know what they said opposites attract. Well, she's a smart yeah. one, so that makes me smarter. Um, but, smarter. But, yeah. Is that yeah that's the thing so she'll she'll be talking about all this like really important stuff like you know world changing stuff and i'm like well there's this really big hit in the hockey game i watched today and um (laughs) you know i just look at her she's just looking at me and i'm like i know i know i like tunnels well that's how my wife is my wife works uh works at the mayo uh mayo clinic and she works in respiratory so Every time she coughs or says something, she's like, oh, I aspirated. I'm like, you coughed. I don't want to hear the fancy <laughs> medical terms. You coughed. <laughs> Get out of here with your fancy vocabulary. Yeah. This hockey talk. Yeah, anyway. Hockey talk. Uh, yeah. yeah, she'll literally be like, oh, I just aspirated on myself. And I'm like, you coughed. <laughs> if I heard someone say that, I'd be like, oh, my God. You like, did what? Okay. Is that is that is that contagious? Are you Okay. Do you need me to call nine? Do you need me to call the like the ambulance? You okay? If I <laughs> like, it's, that's the funny thing with medical terms. Like they sound so much worse than they do. <laughs> oh, where's Steve for this episode? Steve, uh, Steve works in the the medical industry, and when he starts talking about stuff, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> He's like, can you, uh, well, can, you can you dumb it down to hockey terms for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, that's, that's uh, he sits in the box for two minutes and feels shame. Got it. Yeah. Now I understand. Oh, that's that's one of the things my wife always knocks me for too. Is like I'm a huge Office fan. I love The Office and like Modern Family and Archer. So I'll, to me, it makes sense. Like my brain will go through the whole process and I'll make the joke and she'll just look at me. And she's like, "What the hell did you just say?" I'm like, "Oh, I just." It's, it's off the, when Dwight said that she's like, oh, Chris, you got to put stuff into context, man. Like you got to put stuff into context. Oh, I get criticized for that all the time. Um, I think that's just a, that's just a significant other thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she wasn't too, she wasn't none too pleased when I took a picture of the kitchen after she cooked dinner last night. I'm like, see the difference between when I cook. So I'm going to develop a slides. <laughs> So she doesn't listen to these, so I can oh, say this. Oh, no, you're in trouble. Yeah. I'm going to develop a slide of, like, what happens when I get done cooking versus when she gets done cooking. And then I'm going to present it to her in a couple months and be like, all right, let's look at what happens when you get – and I'll have dates on and I have a Exhibit whole Exhibit A. Do, like, a full forensic <laughs> file, like, breaking down a murder crime scene. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. She did, like, muscles and everything. Would like to exam, bring forth some evidence? Yes, Exhibit A. <laughs> It's literally what I'm doing, and I'm like, no, I'm going to show you what happens when I cook versus when you cook. So it's like the whole Cam Mitchell thing with Modern Family. 100% she is Cam in that scenario. I don't know. if Do you guys watch Modern Family at all? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like the scene where Mitchell's like, 
you know, life is amazing. You have to be creative when you're cooking because he's cooking with their daughter, right? And he's throwing everything. And then, you know, and like, don't clean up. I'll clean this up. And, and Mitchell's like, nope, no, I'll let you clean up. And Mitchell actually finally holds on and doesn't clean up after him. And when Cam goes back into the kitchen, he's trying to clean. He's like, eh, he's so disg- he can't clean up after himself. I'm like, that's my wife and I. I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to come in there. Like she'll say, like, I, if I just leave stuff, the, the house fairy will come and take care of it. Um, and I'm like, no, that's my name. My name is Chris. I'm I'm, we're, I'm your husband. Um, and name, I'm the one. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> So, and back to the turtles. <laughs> so, so I'm going to take us a different direction. Jared, you know, uh, Chris, Chris is very much avowedly a non nerd about anything but hockey. So he thinks if you go to like a Marvel movie, you're a Marvel maniac. huge Marvel fan. Huge. So so my question, you mentioned uh, playing some Xbox. What are you playing these days uh, on, on the old machine? Oh, uh, I was playing uh, I was playing Halo Infinite. For, yeah, uh, yeah. for a bit. I'm obviously, I was a huge Halo fan growing up, so obviously uh, playing Infinite. Uh, beat the campaign, kind of playing online every now and then, so I'm like, what other game can I play? But I have uh, I have Game Pass, so they just uh, up, uh, added the new Serious Sam game, so Serious Sam 4 is on there, so I'm just playing oh, nice. that as mindless entertainment. Doom Doom clone knockoff with like the humor of Duke Nukem, but better. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So that was a, that was several deep cuts. So now I've established that I'm talking to a fellow nerd. Seems like a lot of FPSs in there. I think uh, Chris. By the way, that's a first-person shooter. Chris is basically like solely like an NHL player. He'll, oh, he has a machine. <laughs> oh, I, play I play Rocket NHL. League also. Um, oh, Rocket League's what, fun. What else I play? Um, I haven't played Chill in a while, just because I think the last Chill game I played was 19, just because. It, Every time I've looked into it and played it, it's kind of like the same thing every year. I don't play the online stuff. I don't play like the world of chill. I don't do like yeah. the, the card collecting stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm not into into that. So like every few years, I'll get the new uh, the new one to play, like all the new features and stuff. But I'm, I'm not like one of those who buys the the new one every single year. I do. I was kind of like that with <laughs> Call of Duty, but not yeah. so much anymore, just because I have I don't have the same time to play as much as I used to. 100%. So I play whenever I can, and I've been playing my Switch a lot too. But part of the reason why I have a Switch is our like god awful ten hour bus rides to Minot. Oh, uh, that's this, a that's a long awful. That drive. bus ride sucks. That I hate that perfect. bus ride. Yeah, I I drove that once. That well, I drove it a few times because the closest reasonable city. I mean, if people aren't familiar with like that region. There's Bismarck nothing. looked amazing to me being a person who lived in Minot. Bismarck was like, wow, there's so much to do here. Bismarck is it's, the Los Angeles of North Dakota. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so we would go whenever you were driving to Minneapolis uh, and you were going to the Mall of America, the second anyone knew, oh, you're going to Minneapolis, everyone would hand you their lists. Of things that you could actually get in Minneapolis that you couldn't get in Minot. Uh, because yeah, when so I you either got to go to uh, the next two biggest cities to go to to get anything obviously was Bismarck or yep. uh, Fargo, Fargo Moorhead. Yeah. And I, I, I drove through Fargo once or twice, but I or never Pierre. went to it. Yeah. We would go up to Regina cause that was a couple hours away. Uh, the border yeah, wasn't is, as rough. That is true. Yeah. A couple hours North. Yeah. And uh, you could drink there cause I was not of age uh, in North Dakota. 
And so I would, of course, never consume a beverage below the age of 21 in the no, United never. States. No, never. That's, that's bad. You can't so, do that. No. that Chris, that I'm pretty sure be... the statute of limitations is, is okay because that was like 30 <laughs> years ago. It was North Dakota. What else were you going to do? But, um, but He's but, got a point. There's really not much to do in North Dakota. Oh, there's so my not why not my not freezes the reason to chosen why not my not the magic city. <laughs> oh God, uh, I knock it and for for due cause and this was and I heard it blew up after the oil thing and I'm like, what does blow up look like in my not? Um, I remember <laughs> yeah, they, got that. <laughs> they got that the Air Force base of course obviously is taken off yeah. up there and. Every time we're in Minot, we play uh, play the Minotauros. Um, underneath our press box up there, um, there is a whole bunch of Air Force cadets. And they're just the <laughs> rowdiest group of guys. They all play beer league hockey. They got their beer league jerseys on, all obviously wearing the number 69 because it's hilarious, obviously. But they're, they're, they just roast the penalty box because, of course, they sit right behind the, the visiting penalty box. And anytime one of our guys is in there, oh, it's an absolute fire fest right up on the glass. <laughs> it's hilarious to watch. I have to turn my mic down a little bit every now and then because <laughs> I can pick them up. So every so often, uh, especially with being on, on the radio side of things, because we simul- simulcast um, on the radio and on hockey TV, I'll have to apologize for the hot mic, of course, because... <laughs> never a never a good thing. Don't want to have the FCC uh, regulations on yeah. me on uh, on the radio side of things. So I'll, every now and then I'll have to apologize for a hot mic, especially here in Austin because our press box kind of uh, is a little closer to the ice. So you got you were able to see that last uh, when you were watching our game. Um, so when the guys are in the penalty box with benches, obviously uh, my mic sometimes picks them up. So. Um, I have to apologize for some unpleasant things that are said, or I, I take a nice little spin on it. They're sharing their, they're airing their grievances, especially when uh, they were playing during Festivus. <laughs> so, so you're saying that the 69ers in Minot are basically the version of Green Men in Vancouver? Yes, exactly. <laughs> 100% is what they are. And they're great guys. They do the. They're funny people to watch too, especially because they sit right in front of the glass, and then the penalty box is right next to them onto the right hand side. So they have a beer pyramid going on. So whenever somebody gets checked <laughs> up against the boards, the beer pyramid falls. That's the best. They go absolutely nuts. It's hilarious to see. And like uh, Ken Oda, who is the the play by play guy for the for the uh, Minotauros, just like me, he does like the business relations side of things. Guy's been there for ten years. He's been there for as long as the organization is. Um, awesome guy to talk to. Like he, he even says like those guys are there every game. Like they don't buy season tickets. They don't have season tickets. They buy game by game tickets. Wow. Like they're hundred percent devoted fans. Like it's, it's awesome to see. That's cool. And that's what these, that's what a lot of organizations need. They need the, the routine fans and you go to so many of these games all over and like in Ogden, they had definitely had the, classic fans you saw in there all the time you didn't know their names but you know oh there's that guy there's this guy there's this family for us i mean we had a we had a fan or we have a fan here who has been going to games for years and she used to buy tickets like to game by game until last year our former broadcaster was like hey why don't we get you set up with season tickets you're gonna save money yeah like in the long run like it's cheaper for you to get season tickets 
you know, just pay it right. Uh, we could do the payment plan or pay it up front, whatever. But it's in the long run, you're going to be saving money by getting season tickets. So she finally, uh, she finally got season tickets uh, this season. So she's an actual season ticket member. But she's been coming to games uh, since almost the very beginning of the franchise, and it's been 12 years here in Austin. Yeah, you save money, you get perks. So everyone listening to the bonus episode, if if you regularly attend these games, you save a lot of money getting a season ticket package. Plus, you get there's little perks thrown in for season yeah, ticket holders. Yeah, that's the thing with season ticket holders. I mean, like you get uh, the end of season like gifts, uh, yeah, like parties and stuff. I mean, the, the banquets and all that fun stuff. So I mean, that's cool. There's so much to do with season ticket benefits. I mean, it not just benefits you. You're saving. Uh, 70 80 bucks or whatever it may be throughout the whole season but uh there's the the, the loyalty perks you get with it too so i mean it's, it's awesome to see especially if um like you're here we have it's pretty much open seating here in austin unless you decide to, to upgrade your season tickets to uh reserved seats um what we do for reserved seats we we get specialty made uh seat stickers with Ooh. their name on it and wherever they want to sit we place that sticker down so that's their seat so if general admission fan comes in sits in their seat like Mm-mm, sorry you're you're sitting right where my name is it's my seat yeah i had some favorite seats in ogden i could i yeah i never got season tickets uh because i just never knew what my schedule was going to be when i lived there and that's you know intelligent not to do uh for for what my schedule was but there's i had my favorite spots and I had a favorite spot I sat in for a while, and then someone just started showing up before me and just started taking it. And I'm like, eh, fine. I'm sitting in the Rowdy Row now. And uh, I like the Rowdy Row. I think the Rowdy Row is, you know, awesome and such. And, um, and, and well, for, okay, you're us, too. It's funny, too, when you say that. Like, we have, like, every, every, every team, I don't care who you are at the junior level, like, you can see the dip, like different atmosphere and the ecosystems and the biosphere is kind of the best way to explain it. I mean, you have your <laughs> yeah. one section is like one half of the rink is your season ticket holders. One half or your um, average, um, average Joe and average um, Jane and John Doe's who come in, like um, come in every so often they bring their kids or whatever, or yep. they want to come just watch a game. Uh, you have your family section, you have your section of like visiting fans, and then you have your, I'm coming to this game to see someone beat someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And those are the rowdy ones who um, five or six different beers at one time, walking back, holding on to it. But I mean, that's, that's, that's every me. junior high. That's me. <laughs> that's junior <laughs> hockey though. I mean, you that's see those true. guys who come into games and the, like they, they come just for the fights and they're great people, but they're like, Hey, I just, I'm just here for watching the fights. I like uh, I, I I'm the guy carrying five or six beers, but I'm in you know obviously a, a hockey geek, so I just I've come for the game, but I, I don't mind fights. That's you know part of what we explored, Jared, and <clears throat> excuse me, in other episodes has been like the culture of different arenas, and I got to say like what you're talking about, where there's certain areas that are designated for the rowdy row or the visitors or whatever have you. That's like it's not even fun. planned either. That's the best part. It kind of just like. Just turns into that because people it yeah. just happens that way like almost all of our season ticket holders and billets sit behind the bruins bench visiting team kind of sits over in uh the one corner behind the visiting bench or they sit on the other side of the rink we have a a family section and then we kind of have that area that's designated for 
whoever wants to sit there. I mean, I don't say designated, like it's, Hey, you have to sit there. Like they kind of just meander their way over there and they kind of just find a niche over there. And then when they come back to games, that's where they just continue to, to continue to go. But they, so there's like the, the kind of, you know, like unintentional accidental, like I'm actually trying to very like it's, on, it's not on purpose, on purpose kind of, yeah. Like exactly what you're talking about. Like it's accidentally on purpose. Yeah. Uh, with that, Guys, I'm actually going to need to to jump here. Don't stop on my account. Jared, great getting to know you. Great meeting you. Keep up the awesome work. Uh, Chris. Anyway, guys, great. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the you're doing great. Continue to do what you're doing. Chris. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my role on the show. I, yeah, you know, I'm here it's actually listen. great. It's actually super funny because for you, it's, it's like so the funny. opposite of a hype man. <laughs> yeah, you need a troll. You need a heel. You know, like I, I, I watch a lot of pro wrestling and have ever since I was a kid. And if you don't have a good bad guy, like the good guy doesn't seem that interesting. Wow. So, 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 a, I'm apparently I'm not interesting, but b, like you threw me off today because sometimes you really you always say something, and then there was once before you just went basic answer, and then you did it today again. You're just like, hi everybody, and I'm like, that's know, it. That's, that's I got to keep you on your toes. Man. You meowed last time, at least. Well, that's because my cat was was boy, and I admitted to like it's my cat, my my ah, partner's see? cat. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right, anyway. Have a good one, guys. Happy Saturday. Uh, Later, go man. Hockey Diversity Alliance. Fight the power. That's cool. That, did you see the video? It was super cool. I did watch really it. It, cool. was, it was touching. Yeah. So yeah. And kudos to them for, for doing that and being willing to share. But uh, everyone, uh, you know, clear your crease or whatever weird thing Chris always says. Later, dude. Oh, do you got to also do you got to go, Jared? Oh, Ben left. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be getting ready to hop out here because it's uh, 1230 about here my time. So I got to get ready to get over to my because uh, uh, I do a sponsor show at our um, our local brewery. Yeah, you're mentioning that. So um, yeah, I do that every Saturday home game from one to two. And then I run back here and obviously take care of the rest of my my daily day to day game day. stuff. What's the brewery? Uh, it's called Gravity Store Brewery. Any good? Yeah, pretty good. They uh, they actually do a specialty beer for us for our games. Oh, I love that. Uh, that we have on tap, and it's called uh, the last year was the Bruins Brown Ale. This year it's uh, it's called the Bruins Black Ale. I like a good black. Are they were they different beers? Yeah. So okay. uh, one was a uh, last year was a Schwarber. Okay. Uh, I don't know what this year's is. This year's just a dark ale. Just a like a black stout or just a black ale. Yeah, it's an ale. It's yeah. not a stout, so it's not not heavy. Okay, it's so it's still just got that ale. light um, ale finish and taste to it, but it's uh it's darker. All right, like kind of like a, I like Uinta's Baba. Um, that one's really good. That's a I love that black ale and yeah, you were mentioning um kind of, in terms uh, it's, of it's kind of uh, like a Newcastle, kind of that aspect. Oh, okay, but okay, little, but a little darker. Yeah, I've been getting away from beer, moving to Copenhagen, uh, because after two years of COVID, I needed to get away from beer. <laughs> so, for, like, I've gone down like wine and whiskey because there's not so much calories in it. Yeah, um, I do a lot of. I I'm a big whiskey and scotch guy. Like, okay, kinda, what type of scotch? Um, I depends on what it is. Uh, I like Glen Levitt. Okay, uh, that's one of my favorites. Um. Trying to think what else I have. I have probably like five or six different scotches. I have a couple of blended scotches. Okay. I have a couple of uh, single malts. Um, 
Yeah, I'm a big Scotch guy. Like when it comes to like I have a one of my favorite. Yeah, I have a Talisker that's really good. I have a I can't. I'm trying to think who's my. I have one that was uh, aged in a cognac bottle. I can't remember who's. I want to say that's Talisker's that I have. That's a cognac. It might be because they've been doing a lot of interesting stuff lately. Talisker's like my. It is my favorite. Um, the Talisker's. I have, a, I have a Sky Scotch. also one that's yep. really really good and it's super smooth. Oh, I love the finish. It's it's amazing. Like all. Yeah. In the summers, um, like I'll occasionally sit out um, when I have time, obviously. And summers, I'll I'll go out have a a poor little uh, little two fingers of scotch in my yeah. in my whiskey glass, and I'll enjoy a nice cigar when I can. And I'll just sit out there for two three hours, just enjoying the scotch and cigar, just hanging out and enjoying the weather on my patio. It's awesome. <laughs> that is literally how I spend my off time when, uh, when, especially when I lived in Utah, I had gorgeous patios with gorgeous views of the mountains, a Wasatch front. And like you said, like a finger or two of Talisker. Um, I also got really into Oban. Talisker is like my go-to, like Talisker Sky, like you have there is awesome. I have that on my, in my kitchen right now, along with that bottle of Talisker 10, a bottle of Talisker uh, Port Rouge I haven't opened yet. Um, yeah, that I might have, be the one that's finished so in the cast. I have so many bottles of scotch that I, I've bought, I've opened, I've had a handful, but I like I don't go through a full bottle before buying a new one. Like I have so much scotch and whiskey that like I have a collection. Yeah, we have <laughs> it, um, inadvertently. It's like, oh, hey, let's give this one a try, or my wife will buy me a new bottle, it's like a, a gift or whatever. Like, yeah, I kind of like the the I like the strong finishes. I like things that are heavily peaty. Um, and uh, like Cragbus, which is no longer available, um, Ardbeg. Uh, there's just a, there's a lot of really Lafroig. They're all just really I like that real strong hit. But then again, like in terms of smoothness, the Obens are are fantastic, and Glendalvet's always a solid choice. Yeah, that one. Um, there there hasn't been a bad one of that I like. I mean, honestly, Johnny's a good one too. Yeah, the Johnny uh, Red. It's cheap and yeah, it's, um, it's I like Johnny yeah. Black. It's probably one of my go tos. I've always loved Johnny Black. I actually got a bottle when I graduated college, and I finished it six years later. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing about, like, if I didn't move so often, because when I buy – like, I don't keep huge collections of anything around anymore, because especially in the last few years, I've moved so many times uh, oh, yeah. since when, 2018. If, if and when yeah. I just finally move again, I'm going to have a lot of stuff to move just because of hockey memorabilia, sports yeah. memorabilia. I have – the uh, bunch of memorabilia. I have game worn jerseys. Um, yeah, same. Bunch of autographed baseballs. Um, teams. Uh, I have a team signed uh, Minnesota Wild helmet from the 2012 13 season. Um, I got Andrew Cogliano's uh, game worn skates from when he was with Anaheim. I, wow. I have I have so many so many things of memorabilia at my house that moving is going to be a pain if and when we move. Yeah, and that's the thing is my stuff started to get damaged upon my moves. I got some really cool hockey memorabilia. I've got oh, I've got a, well, I've got a signed Tretiak photo, which is awesome to have. Um, I've got uh, a, a team signed St. Louis Blues. I think it's oh five oh six pennant. I've got uh, the original full team signed Florida Panthers photo of their first game against Tampa in their inaugural season in their little arena uh officially like 
with the certificate of thing from the Florida Panthers and everything. So the original, like it's, I've got some really, really, really cool pieces and it's all locked up in a storage unit in Utah. Cause I thought we we're going to be able to get it here. Cause when we initially, Oh yeah. And then yeah. We figured out, yeah, we can do it, but it's going to cost us like $5,000 and shipping oh. costs. Yeah. Well, originally on when, the light end. <laughs> yeah. On the light end, because originally it was supposed to only cost us about, about 1500 to ship everything here when we initially did the calls with the companies. But then that whole situation happened in the Pacific and it oh, went from yeah. 1500 to 12,000. And I'm like, Ooh, it's a, boy. I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's a, like, I don't even have that much in memorabilia. Like, yeah. Like it's sitting in a storage. Unit and, I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's not even worth it at that point. But like, yeah. I have, I have stuff. Like I have a couple of game, game worn jerseys. I have one. That's from, so cool. Um, Ryan Kessler with Anaheim. I have a Corey Perry one with Anaheim. Uh, Doug Zamolix from uh, the 2000 season when he played with wow. the Blackhawks. Um, trying to think who else I have. I'm trying to go through my my list. Um, a couple of baseball ones, too, that I've collected over the year. Um, and then I have a Los Angeles Kings one. So, I mean, I have a couple of them. Yeah, I used to have a, a little hobby. It does, and that's the thing. It's like it's. I started that collection. I don't have a lot, was, but I have a. I have a pretty nice collection that I have down in my uh, my den slash man cave slash office. Yeah, my my man cave uh, and my man cave and office when in my original house in Utah were huge, so I was able to spread everything out, and then I shrunk stuff down, and then I took my jersey collection from a hundred and forty-two jerseys down to forty. I've decided just to keep a top forty. And if I want a New Jersey, I got to sell one off because until we actually finally settle down somewhere, trying to move this stuff constantly was just becoming hassle. So I sold off a lot of it, got a lot of money for the stuff I sold off, the stuff that wasn't so much of an emotional attachment anymore. Yep. Um, a lot of game pucks, a lot of jerseys. Um, yeah, I, got a hand, I got a handful of game pucks, not a lot, but I don't. Yeah. That's something I'm not. I'm, I don't collect a lot of. I have a couple of them from. Well, I mean the signed ones. The Ducks I, play, I like the Blackhawks yeah. and the Kings and stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm a Ducks yeah. fan, obviously, and my wife was a, a Blackhawks fan. So when we went to the Ducks Blackhawks game a few years back at uh, uh, United Center, I got a, a warm up puck there. So yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten a couple of things in that aspect, but it's not one of my big like collectible mm-hmm. ones. I like the signed pucks from specifically goalies, but then I've got one or two game pucks um, that they're for me is super unique, super special. Like I got the inaugural puck from the first ever Golden Knights game because I went to it against Arizona. Oh, uh, nice. So that, that was super cool because it's got like a gold plated thing on it. And I me and my wife both went. So we got, I got a couple of them. Um, then like a, one or two tournaments I played in where I could get something. For, to me, they have to like really mean something for it to be a game puck, but otherwise it's like like signed Brodeur pucks, signed yeah, stuff like I that. I also that's, have stuff yeah. for every team I've worked I've worked for every um, like stuff that's like cool. that. I have I have something. So I mean, uh, for the Grizzlies, obviously I have um, the the, fo- the team photos. Um, I have those ones framed. I have a game worn jersey from one of the players that I, I bought. Um, I don't have anything for the Bruins yet. This will be my first official season with them, but I've been with the organization for three years. Um, the Honkers, I have uh, pennants and stuff like that for the university I worked for. My my alma mater too. I got I got some stuff from them too for for signs and posters and uh, my media passes. So I mean I, I kind of collect that stuff when it comes now, to. And that stuff means more. Yeah, know? exactly. And and that's why for like even the podcast stuff for every team we've talked to, I'm gonna get. 
once I'm stopped because I figured I shipping anything over here was stupid. Um, but once we actually get to, like to Canada, uh, for all the teams we've talked to, because so far we've like we've worked with it, like the EOJHL, like the uh, the Empire Packers companies, Canadians, and like the USPHL, the Mustangs, the Bulls, the Eagles, the Mallards, and now the and then all we've got the Bruins and and the Generals, and getting something from each team specifically like once I settle down and officially like have a space where I record in a permanent house, yep. all the stuff from set up te- stuff there. Exactly. exactly. I want all that stuff to be the focus of the room and I'm going to make it a recording room and make it kind of a, you know, a place that I can actually bring guests to do episodes and recordings and um, maybe even start in terms of like video type, not mess necessarily like something crazy in the terms of like, Oh, we're going to do, do these YouTube things or Twitch things. I'm not a hundred percent sure what it'll look like yet, but to have the memorabilia from the teams that we've uh, had on the podcast, I think it's going to be super cool. And, um, uh, that's, that's one thing I want to do. And, they all have like a cool story behind them too. That's like the, the best part. Every one of them will. And, and, and so like, uh, like the first team that reached out to us was the arm prior Packers. We had the owner and GM there, um, a Matt Couvret and, and to get a Packers Jersey and just have him sign it, not the team, him, the owner. Um, I, I want something on it from each person that we've, we've worked with too. Like, um, you're like, I've, I'm getting a, we're a sponsor on the jersey, one of the Ogden Mustangs jerseys this year, the captain, Jack Jones. Uh, he's another Minnesota kid uh, from Oconia. And uh, we have, you know, we're going to be getting his jersey. So I would like to like get his signature on it before it's uh, sent to us. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I'm going to work on basically getting every jersey and the people connected to that jersey kind of as part of what creates like the Pigeon Hockey podcast cave. Um, I think that'll be a super cool aspect of uh, eventually settling down somewhere. And like when you work for those teams, that's really cool because it's not just, oh, I'm collecting this. It's like, no, there, there's a story behind why you have that item. And that's the cool part of anything that really you have. Yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest things, too. It's cool to have that kind of stuff because it, it means a lot to you in the in the long run because it's stuff that you've uh, been a part of. So, I mean, doing stuff like that's really cool. And I mean, obviously, eventually a big goal moving up uh, yep. the ranks, of course, like um, our former broadcaster, TJ Shalots with uh, Charlotte of the a uh, the AHL. So he's yep. uh, top affiliate with uh, the Kraken and the, the Panthers. So, I mean, which is awesome. We've had actually a lot of uh, a lot of broadcasters here in Austin or in the professional level. So like TJ, the latest one we had is in uh, the AHL with uh, Charlotte, uh, Mike Keeley, who was here before him, is in Maine with the Mariners. Um, a couple more before them. Uh, John Peterson's down with uh, the Texas Stars, the AHL. So I mean, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of movements for the broadcasters here who are now in the professional level. No, and that's awesome. That's what you want to see. That means that they're you know doing something right there in Austin, and uh, you know the broadcasters get the you know the career progression that they're desiring. Yeah, and, and same uh, with the players. I mean, it's kind of the same yeah. thing. I mean, uh, League of Opportunities is what they kind of what they brand uh, the NA and the, the NA three and doesn't matter who you are, coach, player, uh, staff moving up to the next levels, the, the, the ultimate goal. And no matter who you are, that's where you want to see, whether it be front office, media relations, broadcaster, player, coach, uh, equipment manager, whoever it is uh, moving on to that next level is uh, it's a huge thing, wherever it be either college professional um or um, the next level up, depending on where you go, USHL, in this case, for for junior hockey. 
Yeah, because I mean, some of my favorite players, specifically one of my favorite players, came out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the null. And that was, I think, Pat Lafontaine came out of the null. I think Madonna came out of the null. I think uh, uh, who else? Uh, I'm trying to think of the goalie. It's tips name on tip of my tongue. Um, it's gonna bother me because I'm thinking about it. I won't remember it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like with the league yeah. too. I mean, uh, when you look at things as well, Pat Maroon, same thing, played in the yeah. null. Um, yeah. John Cooper coached in the Nall. I mean, yep. you you see all that, all those guys. I mean, it's, you've you've gotten some really big names who played in the North American Hockey League, whether it be one or two seasons or being a coach. Yeah, and, and that's it's one good. of those leagues too. There's a lot of uh, it's it's a league that kind of gets overlooked, unfortunately, just because it's not major, uh, not major juniors, not uh, the Canadian Hockey League. It's not Tier One junior hockey in the USHL. I mean you get your hidden gems that come out of tier two junior hockey here in the North American hockey league, especially being the only tier two uh, in the country. When you, I think when you just look at junior hockey in general, because there's so many different leagues out there and there's so many different opportunities and players progress at different times. If a player is just not ready to play uh, at like the USHL level, um, they need other opportunities. They need an all, they need a USPHL. They need an AA3HL. They need, something to develop their game and and launch them to the next level and that's why i brought up like nick Ertis in the in the podcast because i think he's from illinois um but i saw him play a lot with with provo last year uh live and then he ended up with the outliers this year uh he's such just a skilled player i think he had a goal this year where he scored it i think in the game in their home opener uh he scored it from his knees i think he split the d and then was pulled down and he scored the goal from his knees and i'm like you look at some of the talent in the USPHL and you're like, okay, at what point do we, we lose this player to another league? And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those situations with like a player like Nick Ertis, me being a big Mustangs fan. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> He's moved on. He's no longer a threat. Uh, but that's the whole goal of, of leagues like the USPHL and stuff is to move players up to the next level and then all to move players up to the next level. And then even the USHL to move players up to the next level that's kind of the whole point of just again you said not even just players but the the broadcasters the staff the coaches um everybody can develop on something and and get that next opportunity once they prove that they can you know compete at the level they're competing at whatever that is they can move up and you know you need those development opportunities because where else are you going to get them and uh it's cool I, i love the development aspect of of these leagues of, like I said, the, the major ones we, that we are connected with right now are the USPHL, the NAL, and the EOJHL. And it, it's really awesome to see the opportunities that these leagues provide to not only their players, but for those connected to the game. It's yeah, cool. that's that's the big thing. It's nice to see. But I need to take off here. I got yep. about 10 minutes before I got to scoot down to my, uh, my, my events, which is fine. It's right down the street, so it's nice and easy. But uh, pleasure talking to you guys. You too, uh, man. Look forward to, uh, to hopping back on the the podcast here in the near future, possibly um, right before playoffs start, and kind of give a playoff preview here in the in in the null. No, that'll be excellent. That's actually a good idea because I got a playoff preview episode or a playoff episode ready for the null and the, the uh, couple other leagues. So yeah, I'll definitely keep you in mind for that one. We'll bring you on for that, and we'll we'll talk uh, some null playoff action. Sounds perfect, man. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Yeah, man, it was nice meeting you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right. Enjoy some dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> and yeah, uh, get some lunch and, and do your do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go get some spam. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, okay, cool, man. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, take care. All right, later.